I'm a rageaholic. <laughs> I can't take it anymore. Throw me a freaking bone here. All right, you're going the right way for a smack bottom. Hey, I will not be ignored. Don't do that. This is Bugs Day, the hour of rage. Every single Thursday here, 9 o'clock till 10. And the rule is simple. There isn't much here in the way of rules. Anything that bugs you, let's talk. And in this way, it could be something close to home, something directly, intimately affecting you, something big in the world, wide matters of state, something that's got you bugged. You've been watching international development. You've been watching something in our great Saskatchewan. You're thinking, you know, uh, just am I the only one who's so bugged by this? Well, chances, of course, are that you're not. 877-332-8255. You name it, we talk about it here. Okay, the clip is not entirely clear, but Justin Trudeau's back on the travel circuit. He's worked his magic um, ahem, on a number of issues. He was in Vancouver the other night, uh, and it did. It this was not cool. I mean, you may not be a Trudeau fan. God knows I'm not. But you don't get 250 braying protesters chasing them out of a Tony restaurant. It's Vikram Vidya's place. You know, the uh, Indian cuisine, the, the chef from uh, a Dragon's Den? Um, and Vikram Vidge is a good friend of Trudeau. So remember, Trudeau brought him to India to do Indian cooking. You know, nothing says the cultural appropriation like you bring your own Indian chef but to India. Okay. Um, so Vikram Vidge gives Trudeau a big hug, but Trudeau's surrounded by a phalanx of security, and they're getting him out of there. And this screaming mob is yelling, blood on your hands, genocide. Um, and, and, of course, they're all pro-Palestinian protesters, and this is their big one. Anybody who doesn't come out and agree with them has blood on their hands. They seem a little silent on how this all began on October the 7th. Lots of blood on lots of hands as 1,400 people were slaughtered by Hamas terrorists. And you can go back to various Hamas incursions, firing missiles, suicide bombers, and all else, enabling and using the civilian population as shields in Gaza. So this is long and tortuous and ugly. But the fact these protesters got so close to Trudeau, that was spooky. Then they found him nearby at a fancy cocktail club, chased him out of there. So he's decided now maybe let's just depart Canada. So he's on the road. He's at the Apex Summit, the Asia Pacific. And this year it's in San Francisco. So he sits down with ultra left-wing California Governor Gavin Newsom. And here's what happens. A lot to talk about, obviously. I'm speaking of Golden Gate. I think I'm, you gave me these socks last time. Um, so, you know, maybe, maybe you're someone still did. Still those socks. That's, well, you know what? what have you ever been caught with black socks on? I mean, is that a, We got a lot to talk about. I was at the Golden Gate. You gave me these socks last time, and he had Golden Gate Bridge socks on. Newsom looks away and rolls his eyes. Unbelievable. You're still doing those socks. And then Trudeau, well, you know what? <laughs> and Newsom says, have you ever been caught wearing black socks? And as if you are a style guy, you'll know the really outrageous socks that were so cool 10, 8, 7 years ago. I got a drawer full of them. They're not so cool. You can still have designed socks, but everything's way more muted now. And a whole bunch of really fashionable guys are back to black, navy blue, and brown which men wore since men started wearing socks. Um, but again, this it's like that one. Remember he's showing his socks very early on at the uh, G7, and Andrea Merkel just has that look on her face like, is the kids' table around here somewhere? 
So your prime minister and mine. 877-332-8255. We began this morning, and I'm not sure this is a, open quote, scandal. Uh, the NDP's Mira Conway is on this. Um, but it's the perception sucks. And particularly, you know, if you are somebody watching the whole social services field, this low discount value uh, motel called the Sunrise Motel that often takes in social services people, social services pays. And a woman who the NDP trotted out uh, a couple of weeks ago, she had uh, been kicked out of her social assisted housing. The NDP bringer, this is no good deed goes unpunished. The minister says, well, geez, okay, let's get her into. So they look after her costs at the Sunrise Motel. Then the NDP go, They've raised the price. The government's being gouged. This is conflict of interest. So and a tricky part is on conflict of interest. If you are in the hotel business and your hotel routinely houses social services recipients and you've disclosed that you own said motel, it's pretty tricky. But this whole question and pricing uh, brings me to Jerry in Saskatoon on Bugs Day. Jerry, uh, tell me more on your bug about this motel story. Karen Conway, uh, Rob Ford on crack makes more sense than her. Let me tell you something. First of all, if I own that hotel and I saw social services show up, I would quadruple that rate because you cannot trust those people with any type of property. Ask any, per, bring the, you know who they should be bringing on? Bring on the rentals people who have rented to these people. I'm going to let Karen Beck, Karen Conway. Oh, Karen wait, they're, they're not, wait, are you calling them Karen intentionally? Um, yes, I am. Yeah, okay. That's Mira Conway and yeah. Carla Beck. Yeah, they're whiners. And they, they look for, for issues that are not there that nobody cares about, okay? So here's what's happening with social services. If you're on social services, figure out how you're going to get off social services. Okay, this is not like a sick kid in a hospital. This is not like a bunch of working people losing their jobs. There's people that are trying to make it out here, and they're worried about pronouns, and they're worried about hotel rates at some, some no-tell motel, okay? There's no issue here. Bugs Day, the hour of rage. 877-332-8255. Anything bugging you here now, let's talk about it. So, stories today. This is an interesting Regina development, too. Is it going to happen when you get funded by the city to the tune of about a million dollars a year, and you are the Regina Exhibition Association that has hundreds of thousands. I would think they have millions of square feet of space. That's where Agribition is next week. That's where the exhibition is. That's where Mosaic is. That's where the Cooperator Center. I mean, this is a huge venue. So they get a million bucks a year from the city. They are running huge financial deficits. They lost $5 million last year. Worst was in 2020. They lost $5.6 million. They have accumulated debt now. Uh, what's the number? About 17 million, I think. They've got a line of credit problem. They come to the city saying, we don't want 1.1 million this year. We want 5.8 million. Now the city, and I think this is an appropriate thing to do, is considering the ownership structure of real, the corporate structure. The city already effectively owns it. The city's the shareholder. They appoint the directors. The city is now going to have a deep dive on whether this structure of the Regina Exhibition Association Limited should still be. And I think that is prudent governance. Jim and Prince Albert, thank you for hanging on, sir. It's Bugs Day. What's got you bugged? 
Uh, I called in because um, going back into midsummer, I am one of 16 people. Most uh, 15 of us are seniors. One girl was only in her uh, 40s, just a youngster. We were evicted on short notice from a 12-unit apartment block in Prince Albert that was sold and um, to a numbered company from out of province, and we were all evicted. Long-term residents, myself, I was in my 20th year there. There was one lady, for example, who was 90 years old that lived there for 20 years. And we went through this process of trying to find out why, why we were evicted, what's going on. It was sold to a numbered company from out of province. And um, eventually we were able to find out as late as yesterday that now the building is owned by some agency that provides housing at no cost to nurses. So can't find out. I, I went to the uh, property manager that uh, claims to represent this numbered company. He will not divulge who this is. I've gone to my MLA, the mayor, the city planner, the uh, Office of Residential yeah. Tenancies. Jim, I, I was just going to ask you, the Office of Residential Tenancies uh, you know, is uh, the a place to approach, but at law... You know, when you're living in a place, uh, someone's free to sell it, someone's free to tear it down, someone's free to move into it. Now, the issue is, were you evicted contrary to the Residential Tenancies Act? That's exactly like we'd like to know. Well, no, in but but how much notice were you given? Uh, in the beginning, we were given, <clears throat> we were just told by the previous landlord, <clears throat> excuse me, that we had to be out for August. We had a meeting with the realtor. But, but when were you told that? Uh, that was just verbally on in June the 12th. Okay, so basically they were giving you two months or less than two months to evict. Yeah, so that so that that did happen, you know, and the building was sold, and we were just in there on month-to-month rentals, et cetera, et cetera. So what they've uh, done somehow is taken a 12-unit apartment block and turned it into some sort of a rolling hotel for nurses but 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 jim i i understand it's frustrating because it's been your home for 20 years but whoever owns it can do with it what they want well i guess that's what i've heard from uh, a few other people but um i I know it's frustrating and you have an attachment to it clearly and you know i know that that can't be easy but you know so so you know uh how does how does free uh, th- this property manager uh, explained to me by a text message that there is no rent that this facility is provided to these nurses who are apparently floating nurses coming in and out and so on at no charge uh, by this agency. And- well, it wouldn't be, quote, free. Somebody's paying for it. It would either be the health authority, it would be a contracted nursing company, it would be something else. But I, I again, I... With the greatest of respect, I know that there's a deep attachment when you've lived in one place for 20 years and you've rented it month to month. But, you know, we got to be careful that in the whole big wide world of everything else, what's the alternative we're suggesting? Somebody owns private property, decides they want to do something else with the property. Now, I don't 
I haven't read the Residential Tenancies Act in years, so I can't opine, and nor will I, on what the appropriate, but I think month to month, you're basically dealing with a month's notice, but I, I could be wrong on that. But the issue is check what your legal rights are. But the idea that, you know, I want to ferret out who owns this company, um, who are they contracting with, this is a free country <laughs> for now, and you're free to be able to do that. And I don't mean in any way to sound insensitive, but I hate the alternative which is when the government starts telling you or some regulator starts telling you what you can own, what you can do with what you own. I'm John Gormley. It's Bugs Day, the Hour of Rage. We have Edwin on Trudeau, Wayne on city politics, a number, Janet on some issues. The lines are lighting up nicely as they should be on Bugs Day. Anything bugging you? 877-332-332. 8255, this is 650 CKOM and 980 CJME. Uh, is this the right room for an argument? Everything you do irritates me. And when you're not here, the things I know you're going to do when you come in irritate me. And if you can't be at least mildly interesting, then shut the hell up. What a dumb thing to do. Bugs Day, the hour of rage. Anything bugging you take center stage here. Let's get back to the phones because phones are where you are. And that's what we want to talk about here. Edwin and Regina, what's got you bugged, sir? What's got me bugged is Justin Trudeau. You know, he calls out the army on a trucker's convoy. He goes after them in the courts. He also uh, goes after them through banking. But, you know, real terrorists, they walk and do whatever they want. I'd like to know how they found out where he was going to be. Like, it's, it's just crazy. Yeah, I, I'm yeah, curious he- how 250 people found him at the restaurant and then... We're able to find him at the cocktail bar later. There's something wrong there. Exactly. And then he has the nerve to tell the uh, Prime Minister of Israel to use restraint when he can't even use restraint against people that aren't even violent here. Like, there's, he's incompetent. He's, he's, he's putting this country in danger. There's got to be some kind of law someplace that states if you're incompetent, you can't be the Prime Minister. <laughs> the same thing with this liberal call. They all follow in step. Edwin, the the law is called elections. <laughs> but then the states, they have the competence law because they're all worried about Trump. How do we worry about this guy? Bugs Day, the hour of rage. I understand your frustration. I think a lot of people are at that point. But out here, it doesn't really matter. But there are still two liberal MPs left in Alberta next door for now. Uh, there's a few left in B.C. There won't be after the next election. There's about, what, three or four in Manitoba. But the next election is one where, and the last time, of course, we had the pandemic on, but we talked about this back in the 2019 election. If you have a dollar to spare, if you have a week of holidays to take, there are about 30 seats. uh, And I think the liberals are probably going to get blown out in them anyway if the polls continue. But Take a little holiday, get into suburban Toronto, help campaigns, do what you will do, work for whichever party you think will replace Mr. Trudeau, much like I hope you're going to do November the 13th of the next year when you decide to do some serious work on city council where you live. 877-332-8255 on Bugs Day. Janet in Wacaw, Saskatchewan. What's got you bugged? Well, I'm calling in in regards to the carbon monoxide issue at the Wacaw Arena. Yeah. I have a 13, well, 14-year-old grandson that was involved in that, and he was quite sick on Sunday evening after he played. 
Um, I'm wondering why it's not mandatory that these dressing rooms don't have carbon monoxide detectors in them. I, I wonder, because most of us have them in our homes, or I hope you do, you know, if you've got a furnace yeah. system. Um, so what actually happened here? Was it the mainly the kids in the locker room, or was it even fans in the stands? What happened? It was mainly the kids in the lo- lo- locker room. Um, my son played at the 6.30 game on, my grandson, I should say, play at, played at 6.30 on Sunday. And after the game, he was complaining about, but the locker room was, the dressing room was hot, so hot. It was so hot in there, Grandma. You know, it was just unreal. And he had a severe headache and was nauseous, wouldn't eat anything. Um, but the kids before him on the Regina team probably were affected more because they were throwing up on the bench. Yeah. I, now, now, apparently there are carbon monoxide detectors, and I think that's in the code, except no alarms went off. You know, that that should be the bigger problem, right? That should be the bigger problem. And I guess the other problem should be, the other question is, was there furnace problems prior to this tournament? Did the rink know that there was an issue? Nobody's asked that question or, you know, or did this, this just come out of the blue Sunday afternoon? I have no clue to the answer to that question, but you live in Wacaw. I would ask some tough questions. Callers, hang on. Bugs Day, the hour of rage, where anything bugging you takes center stage here. Calls, texts, that's a busy Thursday morning, and that's just the way we like it. I'm John Gormley on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Calm down, Italy, 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 Italy. They did their best, shoddily, Italy, Italy, Italy. Gotta be nice, hostility, Italy, Italy, Italy. Oh, hell, Italy, ding, dong, crap. Can't you, Mara? Bugs Day, the hour of rage. Rules are simple, and I haven't even yet got to the texts. Anything bugging you, take center stage here, 877-332-8255. You're bugged? Hit the phone numbers and let us know. Uh, Wayne in Saskatoon, thank you for your patience. What's got you bugged, sir? Well, John, the, as usual, the city does things that boggles anyone's mind. Out on New Halt Road, which used to be the Dalmany Highway from 22nd to Dalmany, it's now called New Halt Road. It's all getting redone. The city owns 40 acres of land out there that used to be the halfway house that was run by the provincial government. And they paid $2.5 million for that 40 acres going on three years ago, and nothing's going on there. There's buildings there. they got lots of land. Why could not be a, be a homeless shelter there? Good point. There's tons of buildings, and they own the land. But you you know with homeless shelters, I don't necessarily subscribe to this, but the view is they should be walkable. So you can go over and panhandle at the grocery store, at the mall. You can walk down to the social services check place and get, you know, your money requisitioned. That's part of the dilemma. Out at the old, uh, what was that called? It was the, uh, it was a young offender's, um, oh. Yes. Oh. Uh, now that's Mo Nault Road, isn't it? Named after the late Mo? New Halt. New Halt. Well, I thought it was Monault Road. I could well, have my... City, the, hmm? the city has endless money, John. Why couldn't they have a little shuttle service for these people, take them the, down there to Panhandle and get their checks and the food bank? I mean, that's 40 acres. There's enough buildings there to house hundreds of people. That, that's a good point. And I, I drove by there once just 
on a random drive around. And you're right now, there were issues apparently of septic and plumbing and water lines don't, don't run out there and what have you. But you're right. You've got enough space in a dormitory environment for people who, quote, must be housed. They could be housed out there. But it's not something the city is. Uh, I, what I would do if you have an interest in it is put your questions to your city councillors, because most of the councillors don't really take an active role because much of what's going on, you can't defend. It's just everybody keeps their head down. It's like all the anatomical or genetic uh, men who were changing into women's uh, shower rooms. <laughs> they, they don't want to say anything. They just keep their heads down and hope you'll forget. 877-332-8255. Thursday, Bugs Day, the Hour of Rage. Trent in Saskatoon, you're watching a lot of the uh, protests going on and some of the underlying values. What are you seeing, sir? Um, insanity, John. Uh, uh, if you've ever dealt with someone who is, is mentally disturbed, they'll completely contradict themselves. And, and you, you don't even know where to begin to try and straighten them out. Uh, and I, I'm seeing this, but on a mass scale. You, you, you have, for the last how many years, what, 15 years? Anyone the left disagrees with, they immediately call them a Nazi. Like, that just comes out. The word has lost its power yeah. until now. God, Godwin's uh, law, right? You lose the argument when you call your opponent a Nazi, and the left have been doing that. They open with that. Yeah, they really do. They, they go there right right away. And now they're in the streets, and they're, 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 they're demanding a ceasefire. They're not calling for peace. I'll always respect people who call for peace. They're, they're calling for a ceasefire. Why? So that Hamas can regroup and kill more Jews. And, and by the way, in between attacking Jews, they're throwing gay people, who the left also claims to, to love, uh, off of roofs for simply being who they are, for yep. no crime whatsoever. Okay? And, and, but they're okay with that. They, actually, they won't even talk about that. They won't talk about what happened on October 7th. They won't acknowledge that. I have not, I've been, I've been following these protests. I have not heard one person, none of these union leaders, none of these NDP and liberal MPs out there, they have never once condemned what happened on October 7th. They have never acknowledged it. They just scoot right by it. I think they've removed October 7th from their calendars. They won't admit that it happened. They won't condemn it. They won't, but they support Palestine from the river to the sea, right? No, they, 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 they have no knowledge of what's going on whatsoever, and they're completely contradicted. Everything they told us, they stood for for years. Yeah. And, can, can I jump in on just, can I jump in on one contradiction? You, you say it well, my friend. Uh, here's one for you. Uh, from the river to the sea. Many Jews, in fact, most Jews, uh, supporters of the state of Israel say that that is at the very least calling for the destruction of Israel, because if you take all the land from the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea, you've taken Israel, right? Uh, at the worst, it's genocidal. So that's what that code means, from the river to the sea. Guess what the activists and all of their friends in the Globe and Mail, the CBC, uh, Toronto Star, CTV say? Well, it's what you intend you know, this is, uh, uh, you got to be careful on free speech. And then let's go to the last EDI session you attended, right? Equity, diversity, inclusion. Intent doesn't matter. 
You can say good morning to somebody, and if that person is triggered or victimized by your words, and they may well be if you're a white middle-aged dude, you are responsible for the impact on that person. So you could do river to the sea. The mainstream media say, well, it's nuance and it's interpretation. But the same people who are wearing their masks in these rallies, because they know they don't want to be identified, will stretch you out if you say anything that somebody gets triggered by. Weird contradictions, huh? But how do we deal with them, John? I mean, they went after Justin Trudeau, and I have no use for Justin Trudeau, but what happened to him in that restaurant in Vancouver is completely out of line on any scale. I completely condemn it. You see that man sitting in a restaurant, you just keep walking on by and let him enjoy his peace. He does deserve that, as every person does. You either believe in peace or you don't. And I believe in peace. But they have gone to that extreme. And every day, now this morning, they're blocking the road going into the the bridge, going into Montreal. Every day. What do the people in Montreal have to do with what's going on in Palestine? What what do you think they're going to, how are they going to stop that? If you know anything about Benjamin Netanyahu, and I do, and I I have tremendous respect for the man, he doesn't care. He's he's got a job. You look what the Jewish people have gone through. Look at that. Every single Jewish person has lost a, a family member in the Holocaust. The horrific things that we read about and hear about in Auschwitz, they, they experienced it. Do you think they're going to back down when people are coming at them? No, they're not. They're fighting for their lives. They are cornered, and they are going to fight. They don't care if you're blocking the road going into Montreal. That, that has no consequence on, on them if you're an hour late. But they're doing this, but they're getting worse every day, John. But, but Trent, let me, let me bring you back to just how lunatic these free Palestine protesters are. Uh-huh. Who would be their best friend in the world in the media? The CBC. Well, the CBC, yeah. right? They have splashed the CBC headquarters with red paint, right? Mm-hmm. Calling out the CBC because they're not... You know, pro-Palestinian enough. Uh, Justin Trudeau offends both the opposition leader and the prime minister of Israel when he takes the Palestinian side. And guess what they do to Justin Trudeau? They show up at the, you know, the restaurant. So Tristan Hopper in the National Post says, these people are so deranged. You are either like that crazy uh, Sarah Jama. You know, the uh, MPP in Ontario, who is a lunatic, Mm -hmm. she celebrated October 7th. You're either you got to be that or, in his words, you are a genocidal baby murdering Zionist pawn. (laughs) And sadly, it's true, right? Unless you are the most lunatic anti-Israel person, anything short of that, you're the enemy to the Palestinian protesters. And bringing it back to where I started, it's like this mass mental illness, because mentally ill people will attack the very people who are trying to help them yep. every time. And they're attacking Trudeau, who supports them fully, as does the CBC. Bugs today, the hour of rage, 877-332-8255. Okay, uh, let me get to callers patiently waiting. Dave in Broadview, Saskatchewan, on Bugs Day. What's got you bugged? Hey, morning, John. Just a light note here. My, my heart just goes out to what's going on there in the gas. It's terrible. Um so this was brought up, uh, as I was telling Brando there, a story in our Muslim Spectator just recently that I was not aware that criminals, whether they be incarcerated or on the run or on the run with a warrant out for them or just on the lam, are still 
eligible to receive whatever kind of payments are on, whether it be disability, whether it be social assistance welfare, whether it be EI. Did you know that? Actually, I, I would only change one of your verbs, Dave. Okay. They are entitled. <laughs> yeah. Oh, John. Come on, it's Thursday. You know, no, they are. And, and, of course, only the province. The province has talked about it, and only November the 1st they actually started doing it, where if you are under warrants for your arrest and you're on the lam, they're cutting everything off. Thank you. But why did that take till November the 1st? Thankfully, it did. But is that lunacy? It is indeed. Bugs Day, the hour of rage. 877-332-8255. Hang on, more calls ahead on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME. What a dumb thing to do. It's green, moron. Here's the stupid guy. Hello. Bugs Day, the hour of rage. Anything bugging you, Steve in Fort Coppell. What's up, sir? Good morning. This concerns uh, FSI and Chief Bobby Cameron. Over a month ago, CBC brought out a report of, of uh, him. He shouldn't have been able to run as chief because he was convicted of a crime. 1990, 1993 break-enter and theft. He has a criminal record. He should have been disqualified according to yes. the FSIN rules. Yes. and But, boy, you haven't heard anything about it on any other station or anything, and he's been pretty quiet lately, even after the Don Walker affair, which usually he's... He's pretty boisterous. Yeah, well, remember, Don Walker was his COO, and you remember they sued the woman they'd hired to be the electoral officer. They sued her because she raised a bunch of issues about voting irregularity in the election he got elected in, and she also raised the issue he's an ineligible candidate because he has a criminal record. So that's the response, Steve. Oh, yeah. No, isn't here. About it's outrageous. Yes, it is. It's, you know, because like I say, you know, those two professors that said they were indigenous and they weren't, and they were fired right now. Yep. And boy, you haven't heard a, a hide in her hair of, of uh, Bobby for a long time now, for over since this story broke. Yep. But so, I, you know, like, because he's still collecting his big pension or his big checks and his expense accounts. And, and it just irritates me that why it works one way and not the other way. Bugs Day, the hour of rage. Yeah, I don't have, I mean, I, I am a treaty person because we're all treaty people, but I'm not a First Nations person, so I don't have a, you know, a horse in this race. But I just don't get it. I really don't. And by the way, Bob Morasti, who I knew years ago with Flying Dust in Meadow Lake, I mean, you want to talk about governance, you want to talk about the way a tribal council runs. I mean, Flying Dust was just, and this is 40 years ago, Flying Dust was doing things so well. And Bob Morasti finished second to Cameron in the last election, and he said to the CBC, quote, it is corrupt. So I trust Bob on that one, Bob uh, Morasti. And I would ask, but, you know, if you're an Indigenous person, you tolerate this kind of rubbish. And why do you? 877-332-8255. Bugs Day. Ian, what's got you bugged? Um, I actually have to take a little bit of exception with uh, a comment that you made and with a caller that called in, and this is with regards to the from the river to the ocean. I watched a speech the other night given by a leader, a former leader of the Israeli government, who used the same term, but like not word for word. So it's it's not. Well, there, there are some in Israel who want no Palestinian land base at all. Some of us who want a two-state solution, and I thought till October seventh that was possible. 
I now don't believe that might be possible. Well, I, I, I sure hope that it is still possible. And I have to, I have to say that I am 100% against indiscriminate bombing. If, they, if the Israelis want to take their army and, wa- and walk into Gaza and go building to build, building and, and r- route out these terrorists and get rid of them, go right ahead. But indiscriminate bombing it is... But, but what is indiscriminate bombing when you leaflet an area and say we're going to go after these quadrants because underneath these buildings there are Hamas offices, Hamas munitions depots, a Hamas launching capacity, and the people aren't allowed to leave because Hamas holds them there in some cases. What do you do? Well, you don't bomb them. Ian, this is war. If that was what we did in the Second World War, well, don't get me started what language we would all be speaking today but it is what it is shelly and regina bugs day what's got you bugged uh what's got me bugged is this um, mayor sandra masters announcing that she's going to dubai this month with a bunch of delegates i think from south party uh and apparently um it's uh it's uh for the purpose of uh setting up a booth on at the climate conference and it's going to cost 3.4 million, or pardon me, um, three quarters of a million dollars. Yeah, it's 760000 to buy the exhibit space for the 10-day uh, yeah. show. So I'm thinking, wouldn't it be cheaper just to set up a hot dog stand at Canadian Tire and, you know, take your climate conference information, uh, Sandra Masters, and save the taxpayers? Because they always are arguing over who's paying. Is it the province? Is it the feds? Is it the city? We all know that the buck stops at the taxpayer. No, you're very, very right, except what the one thing they're doing this time, which I thought was peculiar, because Saskatchewan always sends people to the COPs, convention of the parties this is the 28th one of these jokes and this is where all the billionaires fly in private jets then lecture us don't use fossil fuels and they all fly out they've they've developed over time like a trade show associated with this so it's not the sask party what did you say yeah she's sending the sask party people Uh, what they're sending will be resource people on nuclear power what they're doing is lentils peas saskag the idea that you produce things more efficiently for carbon dioxide so saskatchewan's kind of using this whole thing oh by the way who developed the carbon sequestration that's a saskatchewan thing that ottawa now says you might have to do mandatorily in power plants so it's saskatchewan kind of hawking the sales pitch and you're right, it's not cheap. It's 760000 bucks to buy your exhibit space. So money well spent, money not well spent. That'll be the debate. This is 650 CKOM and 980 CJME.